Yo, what's up? Is this Chris? This is he. Killer, man. Now, introduce yourself uh, for my listeners out there. Um, tell me about, like, your days in the Portland metal scene, you local or transplant, stuff like that, man. All right, perfect. Yo, what's up, guys? This is Chris Berkeley from Excruciator uh, from Portland, Oregon. And uh, just coming in on the closing in on the 50th anniversary of the radio station here. I'm here with uh, – I'm pretty freaking tired. Uh, I've been working all day. But, uh, yeah, dudes, uh, pretty stoked to be here with Japan Nick uh, shooting stuff about uh, Excruciator and Chaos Force Records. Now, um – Tell me about, like, your personal discography. Like, what were the albums that you appeared on? Uh, my personal, if, as far as Excruciator, we did the demo back in 2008 uh, with the original lineup of me, Josh Kay, Craig Breidenbeck, and Marcus Hartford. And with that lineup, we cut the demo, it was eight songs, and we uh, cut By the Gates of Flesh. And uh, we got that picked up by Heavy Artillery thanks to uh, uh, Vector, who saw it. We played a show with them. And uh, they put in a good word for us. So Heavy Artillery released By the Gates of Flesh. It was uh, five songs that we thought were the best from the demo. Uh, and then we came out with uh, Devouring, which was nine tracks and pretty heavily uh, kind of Conan the Barbarian type thrash metal, super heavily. We were all into like Morbid Angel at the time, so we are just kind of worshiping them a little bit and throwing in some power of metal elements. Uh, and then after that, I don't know what happened. Uh, we kind of disbanded for a little bit, uh, but uh, Marcus and I uh, tried to keep going, and uh, we got another lineup, and with that we wrote almost entire albums worth of stuff. Um, but that never uh, came to fruition. So after a couple of years, you know, just, you know how life is, stuff happens. Uh, but then I started getting an inkling to play again and uh, got a new lineup uh, with Alex Stanley, uh, Sergio from uh, a death metal band out here, and then uh, Sebastian from Spellcaster, uh, who's doing guitars with them, and uh, Miles Starr from Extractor. I've known him for a long time. Now, are you talking about uh, the Sergio listening. that's also in Mangled oh. Corpse? Uh, yes, that's it. That's the band, Mangled Corpse. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I'm on my fifth just a cup of coffee right now, dude. Uh, but no, it's like four. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, Mabel Corpse, though. They were awesome. Uh, and, yeah, we were just scheduled. I just wanted to play, you know, a few shows and cut a uh, uh, two-song split with uh, another metal band out here, Toxic Witch from Eugene. Um, and so we were playing. We played a couple gigs, but then I was like, shoot, you know, I, I want to do this again, you know, full-time. I want to cut an album. Uh but then, unfortunately, like right when we were about to play, uh, go into the studio, uh, Sergio, Alex, and Andy, who was on bass, uh, they all bailed, you know, to pursue different um, pursue different bands. So I was like, shoot, you know, what are we going to do? But then we got uh, Tony Papasidario, who was in uh, Blood Freak and a bunch of other Portland bands, uh, to come in on bass. And then I went back to playing guitar, and uh, Sebastian, Miles, and Tony and I um, – we got time scheduled with uh, Joel Grind. Of, uh, I'm sure as many people know Toxic Holocaust. And we were all pretty stoked to go in and uh, record the new album, which ended up becoming uh, Fighting for Evil, uh, which is our newest album off uh, Dive Bomb Records, which just got released in February. Uh, recorded it 
oh man, it's already been a year. We recorded it last year uh, and really sit through Bandcamp. And then uh, I basically emailed like, you know, 10 record labels because uh, to see if they could uh, release and dive bomb records was like the only one that got back to me. And I was like, yes. Sounds great because I know uh, another band, Bewitcher from Portland, um, released their album through them and had nothing but good things to say. So I was really stoked that we got we got hooked up with Dive Bomb and super thankful for Matt over at Dime Album Records for hooking us up. Um, yeah, man, it's been kind of a crazy, crazy ride for Excruciator. Um, so yeah, dude, been busy to say the least. So with like your label, Chaos Force Records, is that like a one man thing or do you have like other people in the shadows helping you out? <laughs> I wish I had help. If anybody's listening, I'm open to all sorts of help. If you got if anybody listen, uh, you know, writes metal reviews or has any bands they want to send my way, uh specifically thrash metal, power metal, traditional metal, really anything, but the, that's kind of the stuff I like to focus on. But essentially, Chaos Force Records is my uh, labor of love. You know, I haven't made a, a ton of money off of it. If I can break even, that's fine. My main goal is just helping out uh, kind of unknown bands uh, that are, you know, really good. Uh, just getting their name out there and uh, kind of the cost. So basically what I do, is I do like a 50-50 deal. Uh, they send me the tracks because, um, you know, usually they have them already recorded and I front the cost to uh, release them, and we split it 50-50, you know, no real contracts or anything, just a handshake, and um, yeah, I mean, it's been awesome, and we just, we're getting, well, I'm getting ready to release the uh, second Chaos Force Records, uh, Right Heavy Metal Volume 2, we released uh, the first one last year, and it sold out pretty quick, um, only did 100 copies on tape. And this year, I think I'm just going to do 200, keep it super limited. Uh, but I got a few bands already lined up, uh, specifically Nightmare from Whittaker, uh, uh, Whittier, California. Um, they're awesome. They're traditional, uh, kind of traditional metal. Uh, but yeah, same thing. You know, if anybody's listening uh, and would like to submit a track to the next uh, compilation. Uh, feel free to shoot me an email at chaosforcerecords at gmail.com or just uh, type in on Google Chaos Force Records. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just a labor of love. Now, Chris, uh, you looking for exclusive tracks, or is it kind of like people could just submit anything that they like from a recent album? Uh, for the compilation, uh, specifically just a single track, you know, uh, a band's uh, their favorite track, you know, from like a demo or something that they okay. recorded. Um, but then I do also do uh, a few releases throughout the year. You know, it just kind of depends on uh, on getting the capital to put them out. But right now I'm going to be releasing Chemical Warfare's uh, album and then a, f- a few others that I don't want to talk about right now because they're going to be awesome. Um but yeah, kind of working with some older bands and newer, and getting getting those tape releases and CDs out. So pretty stoked. So, dude, man, what are some of the major pressures and difficulties involved in running your own label, say in 2017? <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, where do I start? Um, I think the main thing is uh, just with how most of the bands can pretty much do it themselves. 
which is exactly what Excruciator has done. Uh, we mostly do DIY, um, but I think it's just time management and having enough time to uh, to focus on the label, you know, because we all got most of us have you know work work through the day, and then that once you get done working your real job, you go home and you're tired as heck and you don't want to do anything. So I think it's just uh, not enough time in a day. And also um, getting enough promotion out there. Uh, I know uh, a lot of online stuff is cool, but it's really finding uh, new zines, uh, magazines, and hooking up with uh, promoters all across the United States and Mexico and Canada. But it's probably just promotion. It's probably the hardest thing, at least for me. You know, I don't know about other uh, other small labels, um, but mostly just promotion. Everything else is just awesome. You know, talk, working with the bands, getting to know them, releasing radical tracks by right heavy metal freaks is always good. So that's pretty much it, man. Now, give me, like, the rundown on the personnel involved in, like, say, engineering, mastering, and composing Fighting for Evil. Oh, man. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I was kind of burnt out from the experience from recording the first uh, first album, Devouring. Uh, so this was kind of a, a DIY mindset. I didn't have an intention of getting a record deal after this. This was like all labor of love. So I was able to kind of do it, you know, our way, the way we wanted to do it. And I was like, who better to, you know, record, mix, and master us than uh, freaking Joel Grind? Because uh, he's he's a Portland boy. He's right out here. Uh, and I shot him a, a message on Facebook, you know, kind of a long shot. Didn't really expect a response, but he got back to me right away. He was like, yeah, man, let's uh, figure out a time. Let's get you in the studio. Um, and it was awesome, man. Joel Grind, I have nothing but good things to say about him. He's he's so down to earth. Uh, he has the same sense of uh, fart humor as uh, all of us. So that was, that was, we had a good time in the studio, and uh, he had a lot of good, um, good tips for uh, recording. And if we got stuck, you know, on on certain things to make some changes and it was just a blast man uh working with joel grind i can't wait to, we're working on the third album actually right now we already got most of the material written and we're gonna i'm gonna try to uh get back in the studio with him again because um, he was he was such a joy uh and then i was really stoked on the artwork by uh, matt slime he's a pennsylvania tattoo artist uh, he did he's done a ton i can't even name him of tons of bands uh, of covers and all that stuff. And so I was like, I got to get Matt Slime to do the artwork for this album. Um, and it turned out awesome. It's uh, kind of, a, I don't want to say throwback because that's an overused word, but uh, kind of power metal-y uh, throwback to a kind of Man of War type style, you know, with the Barbarian and uh, the Babe and the Dragon and the Dead Wizard. I was, uh, that's all the kind of stuff I like. I'm a power metal. I'm a power metal guy at heart. Um, but since uh, I'm really good at yelling and not so much singing, I, I kind of go towards the heavier, heavier side. So it was really cool to get Matt Slant to do that artwork. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was a blast making this album. Kind of doing it our way, and uh, the stuff that we wanted to talk about. No pressure from anybody kind of a DIY thing and afterwards you know getting the record deal through Die Bomb Records was like the icing on the cake it was like all the 
all the pieces were in place. It was beautiful. So tell me your favorite three songs to record from that album. My favorite three was uh, Fighting for Evil, uh, just because it was such a, it's a cheesy song. I love it. It was so much fun to write. And uh, I got so tired by the end, I ended up playing this. I'm I'm the one playing the second solo, Sebastian Kills the first. Uh, but in the studio, I was so tired, I ended up playing a solo through the entire thing. I didn't even realize it until like the 10th the take or some crazy. Joel was like, Joel Grind was like, yeah, dude, I didn't think the solo went on that long. But <laughs> anyway, Fighting for Evil is my favorite. Uh, Power Lords was a lot of fun just because uh, I we wrote that song like you know seven years ago and nobody really heard it so it was nice to finally get that on uh, you know get that on wax and uh, I really like She Commands um, that was I was listening to a lot of Accept at the time and that was a really easy fun one to write with Sebastian and uh, Tony and Miles. Just kind of, you know, simple riffs. I think it's only like four or five riffs, but I, I love it. Awesome. Now, tell me, what's the process like for Excruciator to come up with a new song? Uh, well, most of the time, I write most of the, the material for Excruciator uh, on Guitar Pro. So, like, I have most ideas already tabbed out on Guitar Pro, but most of the time... You know, it sounds better at home than when you bring it into a, a real environment with uh, the rest of your bandmates. So after that, it's kind of the, the main idea, and then bring it over to, to practice, and then we kind of dissect it and change probably half a song most of the time, you know, just adding things and changing how long riffs are played and, oh, a solo will sound cool here. Um, let's change this. So it's kind of got it all pre-planned but then it sounds way better with the other guys's input and uh you know changes that they make i usually like because I, I get tired of hearing myself for so long on a guitar so it's nice to to hear the songs with a different perspective from the other guys and and make it you know our own our song at that point so that's usually how it goes especially since um the other guys are in like you know, 20 other bands. I think Sebastian is in, like, half the bands in Portland. Uh, Miles is in, like, two bands, Alcoholicost and uh, Cover Fire. And then Tony has always got projects going, so we're all pretty busy. Uh, but since Excusier <laughs> is my only band at the t at this moment, uh, I write most of the material, so pretty busy. Taking a step back, like, what did you feel like Working with Joel Grind, what what did you feel like was the best advice he gave you when he was recording you guys? Uh, just to kind of ease back, and I think taking breaks and laughing a lot. I don't think I think it was just I don't know it was so much like advice. It was just the um, uh, I think not real pressure. He just brought it was just a really good environment and uh, just him being so easy to work with took a lot of pressure off of us um, and just being really patient and taking our time to kind of, he gave us time to think. Um, and if something wasn't working, you know, I'd be like, you know, just take a break. Let's, let's go, you know, um, have a smoke or get something to eat, come back to it, work on something else. Um, you know, just, just thinking about it. 
I was really thankful for him just, uh, you know, not being like, hurry up, you know, finish this take, let's go. Uh, he, he just allowed us to kind of kind of do our thing. And um, if something wasn't working, he let us know, and he was 100% right. So it was a lot of fun. Thinking about the media outlets, like around Portland and the Pacific Northwest, can you uh, give me some shout-outs to good ones in, say, both the print and the radio world? And maybe even the TV world out there. Oh man, uh, cable access. Uh, I think April Jones is still doing it, but it's uh, Slade in Oregon. It's on the, uh, the uh, not free cable. What am I? What am I saying? The cable cable access channel. Uh, she does a heavy metal show of uh, all local bands and stuff. Uh, and uh, Headsplit Records. Um, hopefully some of the listeners know what I'm talking about, but they do a head split uh, zine that uh, you contributed to quite a bit. I did a few articles uh, for their first couple issues, uh, but they're awesome. Um, I know there's a ton more. Um, I don't get out too much. <laughs> so I, that's all I got, man. That's all I got, dude. Like, uh, have you been able to hit up, like, say, Blackwater or Second Avenue and discovered any like badass new zines lately? I haven't. Not Second Avenue. I've been to Everyday Music. Uh, they mostly got flyers and stuff. Um, uh, but I've mostly been following uh, some of the local bands. Uh, Bewitcher is one. Uh, and Substratum uh, from Seattle has been rad. And uh, freaking uh, Leather Bitch from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. They're going to be re- uh, recording here soon. Um but yeah, man. Oh, and Wear Squatch. Got to give a shout out to them. Um, as far as zines go, man, I'm kind of out of the loop. I only I only read Head Split Records zine. That's the only one that matters. Yeah. But dude, man, you got to give a shout out. Also, you're mentioning Seattle Soft, man. That's just like, oh, god damn, that album last year was is fierce. Oh yeah, definitely, dude. It was awesome. But anyways, though, um, you feel like um, you were able to mention all the cool uh, zines and radio things, and uh, well, they got a a pretty rad. They got a pretty radical McDonald's. Uh, They got a pretty rad menu. Uh, The Oregonian's pretty cool for local business news. That's all I got, bro. Okay. (laughs) Would you like to go back to any questions? Uh. No man, dude. It was just, it's just. I've been looking forward to this all day, so it's nice to finally chat with you and all your radical listeners over at ninety point three FM WMSC. Getting ready for the fiftieth anniversary. Uh, thank you, Japan Nick. Appreciate it, Chris. Um, also, man, dude, tell me, when's the next Excruciator show? Uh, it's July 9th at uh, the Hard PDX Hard Rock. A rock hard PDX. It's gonna be rocking hard at PDX June 9th uh, with us, uh, Spellcaster, which is gonna be awesome. We haven't played with them for like five years. It'll be great. Uh, we used to play with them all the time back in uh, 2009, 2010 when we were all like little metal babies uh, and Bewitcher. And then one other band I can't recall. I wish I did, but yeah, man, that's it's gonna be awesome. June 9th, Spellcaster, Excruciator, Bewitcher, Rock Hard PDX. Portland, Oregon. Badass, bro. Final words. 
right heavy metal or nothing. Chaos Force Chris, excruciator, coming at you live and fast, super loud and stuff. Heavy metal. Japan Nick, yeah. Bad. That's awesome. Chaos Force Records, excruciator, Japan Nick rules. I want to thank everybody for listening in to all this nonsense. Uh, and thanks, Japan Nick. Definitely, man. And keep it alive out in Portland, man. I like what you're doing oh. with uh, all like the crazy maniacs out there, too. <laughs> 